And welcome back to it. Back to your life, back to work, back to everything. Yes, I hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. I did, as you know, I was off at the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament, and it ended a little sooner than I wanted to, but my nephew, Riley Opelka, represented both this country and his family very well, getting to the fourth round and uh, just doing so well, winning three out of four matches, and we appreciate you, Riley. Next up, if you're a tennis fan, he'll be in the Laver Cup in Boston. Coming up in like two and a half, three weeks, we'll give you updates on that. But there is time for a little political deep diving as uh, the mainstream media is kind of uh, avoiding reporting on a couple of things. Something called Afghanistan, a little something called Afghanistan, where we still have hundreds of Americans, possibly thousands, still locked in that godforsaken country. And over the weekend, we learned of a northern airport in Afghanistan that apparently the Taliban is preventing planes from getting out, private planes that were chartered to rescue Christians and Americans in the country. I wonder what our State Department's going to do about this. It seems like they're not going to do much. And I wonder where the president is on this. Uh, Well, he was handing out sandwiches to union members yesterday in Newcastle, Delaware, not far from where I am. Sandwiches for your union buddies, but what about all the Americans left in Afghanistan? This lady is worried, worried she's going to make it. She was on uh, Voice of America over the weekend. There's been days where, you know, I think to myself, like, am I going to make it home? Am I going to end up living here? Am I going to end up dying here? Am I going to end up dying here? Her name is Nasria, and she's an American, still stuck in Afghanistan. It's irresponsible. It's, it's treasonous in a way, if you want to actually look at it that way. And yet, you know, uh, Joe Biden kind of predicted this or told us this was going to happen back in 1986. Joe Biden predicted a president with this kind of bad foreign policy knowledge experience. This is actually Joe Biden, 1986, kind of writing his own future, it seems. Does not relate specifically to the issue. What has happened here, in a sense, is it's like the little boy pointing and saying the emperor has no clothes. It's become clear to the American people that the conduct of foreign policy is not in the hands they thought it was in. You think? You think that's the reality, sir? Yeah. I know most of us do. Most of us believe that. Dear God. Uh, He continues. Regardless of the merits of the operation. And I think this is going to force the American people to look at other assertions that have been made, such as whether or not this president has anything to do with the deficit, whether or not the economy is really as healthy and rosy as the president uh, uh, um, uh, asserts it is. Huh, interesting. Whether or not the deficit, he can actually do anything about it as the deficit mounts and we're hitting, what is it, almost uh, $30 trillion? Yeah, and now the Democrats want to spend more and more and more of your money and then take more and more of your money 
in order to pay for these massive social programs they're planning. The New York Times today calls it cradle to grave government support. What else would you call cradle to grave government support? Hmm, that sure seems like there'd be some kind of socialist thing, if you ask me. I, I just can't believe people aren't, well, you know, the mainstream media is so, mo so supportive of all this. Let's get back to Joe in 1986, because this is good stuff. Whether or not his policies with regard to other economic activities are as sound as they were prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt hmm. is being. I think all of that now gets put into question in a way that it was not put in question prior to this uh, crisis in confidence that it hopefully temporarily, but potentially um, longer run could uh, inflict, be inflicted upon this presidency. Yeah, uh, you're self-inflicting, sir. Just pointing it out there. And the White House and the New York Times and the mainstream media are trying to say, well, the rest of the world supports the Biden doctrine. That's the term the New York Times reporter uses, the Biden doctrine of getting us out of forever wars. The world supports that. Oh, yeah. What world? The Taliban world? I'm not so sure you guys understand how this propaganda thing is coming. The mainstream media, if you eventually don't do what they tell you they want you to do, then you'll be next. But to call the Biden doctrine something the rest of the world supports when the British Parliament has condemned us, when the former British Prime Minister Tony Blair has called it one of the worst things he's seen, when the incoming uh, German Chancellor is absolutely savaging Joe Biden for all this. You guys just don't get it. Well, maybe, maybe, the, uh, maybe the Democrats will get it and they'll finally say that Joe Biden actually needs to step down. Joe Biden needs to resign. I was watching Newsmax the other day and Greg Kelly had a great montage about uh, Joe Biden and some of just recently some of the things he said that leads you to believe maybe it's time for Joe to go. Taking out uh, civilians and vulnerable Afghan, uh, uh, vulnerable yeah. Afghanis and citizens of our, our, our allies who went in with us. The idea of, again, let me, let me, let me, let me get back to the fundamental point I, I, I made. It's also, uh, I, I, it's, it's also, I can't uh, think of anyone better to lead this operation than then uh, who? Uh, Deanne, uh, yeah, uh, Chris Well of, uh, of FEMA. No, no, no. Wait a minute. I'm asking you a question. Is that is that accurate? The best you're not. What? And then Joe puts his head down as Peter Ducey's asking him a question. It, it was just amazing to me. Absolutely amazing to me. This guy is still in office. We're stuck with him. And you know the Democrats and the mainstream media are propping him up because they're trying to get their agenda pushed through before he crumbles. I still say watch two years and two days. Two years and two days after this guy was inaugurated. If he makes it that long, it's still over a year away. Will we get it done? Will we keep this country together? We need to. We absolutely need to. It's, it's going to take a lot of work. But Joe Biden predicting him, himself, in, uh, it's just astounding to me.
absolutely astounding to me. And I'm very worried about what's going on in Afghanistan. Very worried about what's happening there as the Taliban is now uh, flexing its, its muscles. If those planes on the runways are not out of there in a day, then those people are hostages. Those people are, are a bargaining chip that the Taliban will hold over our heads. We've already heard the Taliban tell us, we the Americans, that, uh, that they don't want our help in fighting ISIS-K. And they've already painted a big American flag on the U.S. Embassy. The one we paid $700 million to build now has a giant ISIS flag on it. And ISIS is protecting that embassy with arms that we left. That's really kind of disturbing, isn't it? I know. A lot on our plate as we're going forward. And we have to do as much as we can locally in order to make sure whatever is left of the government after this disastrous administration, whatever's there from school boards to local committees to mayors and state representatives, we need strong, constitutional, conservative Americans there. 